Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Wood Talk. For woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who are actually under the illusion that woodworking is cool. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. Alright, it's Wood Talk number 273 for September 21st, 2015. On today's show, we're talking about making curved sides on a small box, attaching paper-backed veneer to a van interior, and finishing half-blind dovetails. All that and more coming up, but first, let's hear a quick word from one of our sponsors, Bruso Hardware. Now, you've heard us discuss Bruso in the past, so you know that we're big fans of their high-quality, American-made hardware. Well, you've got an opportunity to get your hands on a set of JB101 stop hinges or CB301 butt hinges for just 10 bucks Between September 21st, that's today, and September 28th, head to Bruso.com and pick up a set of their hinges for your next project. I guarantee once you get your hands on these hinges, you'll find it very difficult to use cheap hardware ever again. Go to Bruso.com slash sale for all the details. And we'd also like to send out a special thank you to our buddy Tom Buell. He went over to woodtalkshow.com. He saw those donation links in the sidebar and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to send those guys a couple of bucks. And he did that by clicking the link, and you can do that too. So if you want to help us out, keep the lights on, keep Matt in his uh, traveling stretchy pants, because he's on the road now, that's important, uh, right. you could do that all, woodtalkshow.com. Also, hey, while you're there, look for the giveaway link, or just go to woodtalkshow.com giveaway and win yourself a t-shirt. You know, there's two things in that little... Uh bit that you just had there. Number one, I want to remind people, uh, Tom, I like the way he thinks and you should like the way he thinks. So you should think like Tom. You should always <laughs> think like Tom when it comes to something like that. And then number two with those, that Bruso hardware, I have to tell you, I still, I have a, a pair of, of the hinges and, and something else that they had sent us. And every time I'm working on a project, I always find myself going, are you Bruso worthy? Are you really Bruso worthy? And then I start thinking about Seinfeld and sponge worthy. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I mean, how many times do you have that either with like a really, I don't know, for me, really expensive can of finish, like something fairly high end, and you go, is this project worth it? Like, 
I wonder how many people evaluate their projects when they're done to see if it's worthy of certain things like better hardware and uh, <laughs> better finishing, either either finishing quality or even just the effort that you're going to put into the finish. That's right. Yeah. No, I find myself doing that too. And a lot of times I go, well, you were worthy, but I deem you not worthy now because I just want to hurry up. Well, sometimes laziness just wins. I was going to say, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're worthy or not. Daddy's lazy. So that's it. That. 99% of my finishing is like, I just need to be done now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get into what's on the bench for me. Not a whole lot since last week because, you know, baby stuff and my, my cough Hasn't gotten any better. Went to the doctor, so I've been I've been poked in both arms for vaccines. I've been chest X-rayed, uh, and and now I'm on medicine and stuff. So it was just kind of a rough week overall. Especially today was fairly rough. I'm surprised we're able to get a show out. Um, but you know, I'll tell you what. Whenever you have something wrong with your sinuses, and there's a chronic cough, you know, it, it kind of as woodworkers doesn't it automatically just send this little thing up in your head? Go like, you know, think about what you do every day. Right. You know, and are you protecting yourself enough? Is your dust collection good enough? Regardless, at some point, my respirator comes off. So if anything isn't being collected properly and it's just in my shop air, I get exposed to it. So it, it for the last couple of days, I've been thinking like, oh, man, like what if what if <laughs> yes. I'm just, you know, it's just exposure and all those little particulates are adding up and I, I get a little paranoid about this, which you, is like the, uh, it's the, oh my gosh, I just gave myself table saw or lung. That's what's going on. It's all in my lungs. <laughs> yeah. I am going to be, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I, I suffer from sinuses like nobody's business. I always have sinus issues constantly. Some people get pain in their knees when the weather's about to change. I get sinus pain uh, whenever there's any little bit of fluctuation. I open the refrigerator and it affects my sinuses. <laughs> oh, but when I know it's sinuses and I still blow my nose, I'm one of those people that will look to see like, well, how much is in there? If I see the smallest speck of what could be sawdust, I do that. I completely freak out yeah. and assume my lung is like one giant sawdust packed container. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm totally paranoid about it. I mean, I do wear the respirator a lot. And when I come in the house after a day in the shop, first thing I do is shower because I feel like my clothes are sort of a walking dust bag. So mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't pick up my son when I have my dirty clothes on. Like I want those clothes off in the laundry and, and showered before I do anything. So I try to, I like to think I have good safety practices with regard to that stuff, but it, it still takes a little scare like this to make you go, you know what? Maybe you should wear that respirator just even a little bit more, you know? Yeah, so you should have the, the matter is, is I'm probably going to be the one that develops a problem before you guys do. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. You're inhaling full sawdust chips and yeah. uh, shavings. Well, and hey, I mean, people, some people just have a natural, you know, ability to resist issues and other people just have a natural sort of weakness to it where they develop a sensitivity to it before anyone else would, you know, and you don't know, you don't necessarily know where you fall in that spectrum until something happens. Kind of well, sucks. I, I got to tell you, I was um was resawing just this weekend, you know, with my big frame saw. I saw. And it. I was filming part of it, <laughs> and I was just running, scrubbing through the footage, and kind of editing it down. And the camera was set in just such a way that it caught the sunbeam through the window, so you could actually see all the particulates in the air. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it all those like, people, they're not I, supposed to exist. I'm, I'm watching myself in the video with no respirator on going, yeah. man, as long as, you're, as long as you're not sitting down underneath it going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I rationalize it and I cover myself. Like, oh, but it's big, heavy particles that are dropping to the ground right away. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, whatever. I, you know, I, I would think if there are big particles, there's probably small ones too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always find myself like trying to hold my breath on the pole stroke, on the pole portion of it, and then breathing out on the uh, as I'm pushing it away from me. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's probably like usually when I'm going to hold my breath, I probably like inhale really fast. So I probably sucked everything <laughs> in anyways. So it does me yeah, no good. Seriously, the dust collection is you breathing in. Yep. Because, 99% like, you, efficiency. Yeah, when you pull that hand up from the backstroke, like you're saying, Matt, I mean, it dumps all that sawdust like six inches from your mouth. (laughs) Hand sawing is probably not good for you dust-wise. I can't imagine it is any kind of sawing. Well, you know, just a little, I don't know, maybe a little public service message, a little scare like that that I had. Don't, uh, you know, don't wait until you have a scare. Make sure you're protecting yourself properly in the shop. And Matt, I mentioned you're traveling stretchy pants. What's going on with your job? Well, it turns out, folks, I've been anybody that's been following this on social media, and I'm planning on having a little post over at my uh, website over at MadSpaceWorkshop.com in case you haven't visited there in a while. Never been there. Uh, but anyways, uh, I actually am taking a new day job. And in fact, as we're recording this today, I am one week away from starting that new day job. And that new day job is going to involve me traveling considerably. So on the backside with what we're doing you guys probably won't even notice it as you're listening to the show, but for us, we may move things around a little bit. Uh, we talked about this. I think we talked about this, gentlemen. Like maybe we'll, we'll record on a different day, or it'll just be Mark and Shannon, and I'll just get mm-hmm. a recording and I'll just throw stuff in, and then Mark will <laughs> Matt's slice gonna it be, in. Matt's going to be our eye in the field reporter now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Where are you calling from today, Matt? I think we just need to have Matt's tips from now on. There we go. Yeah, and we're going to do the best we can for everybody. Honestly, the schedule thing is just too much to even think about at the moment, especially for me. So we're right. just going to play it by ear, but we still plan to continue our schedule. We'll just, we may have to record on different days and hopefully it'll be seamless to the audience. That's right. Yep. So yeah, I will be doing travel, especially for the next four four months uh, is when we're really going to have uh, some fun with the schedule. But again, hopefully nobody will really notice it as you're listening to this. And uh, then after that, it should somewhat go back to normal or maybe not as as hectic but i am definitely looking forward to this it's a huge freaky thing for me because i've been doing the same exact job uh for 19 years and now it's like one of those i was just rationalizing it today the way i look at it is i accomplished that and i've gotten quite a far quite a ways in what i have been doing all this time now i'm ready to accomplish something else because it's like you reach that certain point and you're like you know it's just time time to do something different so that's exactly what I'm doing. So hmm. there may be some panic in my voice in upcoming episodes. Well, if you think, think about it, it, I don't know that you should be so happy because ultimately when you're at a job as long as you've been, you figured it out. You know exactly how to get through your day, slacking off exactly the amount you want to <laughs> and not right. getting fired. Now you're resetting that and you got to think yeah. about how to impress your new boss and how to make sure you have another you know, 15, 20 Wait. years in this company. So just my presence alone isn't enough to impress them. It worked for the interview, obviously. I'm here. Yeah, I think that should be. I think it was my I, recommendation that did it. Frankly, if I can take yeah, credit that for that, was definitely. And I have to thank you for that. The uh, Matt's Basement Workshop T-shirt is on the way. Woo. But uh, yeah, it's funny you say that about the the whole thing with like you figured out how to slack off just the right way because that is exactly <laughs> what I've gotten it down to a fine art. Because there's a lot of times people are like. Do you actually work at a day job or is social media your day job? <laughs> Twitter is my job. I swear. That's right. So, yeah. So more news about that coming out or hopefully not. Maybe you won't even notice at all. And uh, my big thing, of course, is just simply going to be there's going to be a slowdown in producing things. But it's kind of funny because this weekend uh, I knocked out a couple of small things, which uh, I'll probably just do a blog post about it. But uh, some fun stuff coming up with that. So anyways, nice. enough about me. Cool. Shannon, let's move on to you 
Okay, blanket chest guts, not like <laughs> not like you put guts in a blanket chest because no. that's well, just gross. Halloween's Halloween, coming. Halloween's coming. That's right. That is right. Yeah. Now I um <clears throat> I've spent you know the last couple of weeks putting together the the case and you know blanket chests. It's all about show dovetails. You know, we hear about dovetails. They're they're really really strong, and if you have a couple of gaps, it's not the end of the world. In this particular case, it is the end of the world. I mean, this is like the focal point of this chest. So I've been so hyper focused on getting that joinery just perfect. But now I'm working on like the internal parts that no one will ever see, and it's so liberating. It's just like, <laughs> all right, bridal joint. Ah, you know what? There's a little gap there. That's okay. It's going in a groove. No big deal. It's like as long as everything comes together, like you know, fits well, is in a, is a good friction fit, and is square like it's supposed to be, then I'm good. You know, it's just just amazing. Not that I'm recommending anybody put together shoddy work, but it's just such a different process from that like super showy focal point joint on the outside of the case to this. Whose phone is that? You're fired. That's that's me. That's yeah. unbelievable. Kenny, turn off your phone when daddy's recording. They give these puppies phones so early nowadays. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's getting worse. You know, uh, with, with the internal stuff like that, I think one of the advantages to getting a little more experience under your belt as a woodworker mm-hmm. is knowing exactly where you can slack off like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. This, this totally yes. relates to what we just said about Matt's job. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it long enough that you can <laughs> goof in just the right point. Exactly. That's right. I, I like to, like, you know, blur the lines between work and play. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Cool. All right, let's move into what's new. Got a couple of links to share with you. And uh, first one is Shannon. Shannon, are you taking a call or, you know, you're going to do the show today or? Uh, I told them to to bugger off. I'm doing wood talk. (laughs) You got the first one. So Caleb James, he's a a hand plane maker. Um, Wooden planes makes mostly molding planes. And he, I recently bought one of his thumbnail planes from him. He had like this uh, I don't know, special deal or whatever on Instagram. And I jumped on it before some other sneaky person grabbed him. But he talked about it at the time that you can use this thumbnail plane to make both uh, standard circular profiles as well as elliptical profiles using the same plane. So he put out a video and it's a, it's just a cool little technique. It's a very subtle difference in how to make uh, what would be a, a round profile or a Roman profile into a Grecian or elliptical profile. And it's just, it's, it's pretty cool how he slightly tweaks it um, to do this. But more importantly, he makes a really beautiful molding across grain with one of his planes. And it just goes what? to show you that it's all about sharp irons. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. enjoyable. It's a fun little video. So uh, mm. check it out. Cool. So that explains how they do those panels. Interesting. Yes. Ooh. Awesome. Yes, well, hey, we have a, a, another link in here. And this one, I have to tell you, when I first saw this link at first, I was a little like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because it came off of my daughter's Facebook page. Oh, boy. And then once and, and to make it worse, it has the term hunks in it, which oh really kind of got me like, what's going on here? Because she's a senior in high school. She is her own young lady. <laughs> so she, she listens to Wood Talk. Um, she She's a, a closet Wood Talk fan. We'll just put it that way. She won't admit <laughs> Silent it. Silent listener. Yes, uh, underneath her her her, her baggy sweater, you she's catch her in, a, in the middle shirt. of the night. You barge into her room, and she like throws the earbuds off her head. Nothing. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> right, or when she's really mad at me, she just says, "You guys are right, and I'm wrong," and that really <laughs> throws me off. But anyway, so she had this link to something that had the word "hunks" in it. I had, of course, go check it out, and it is actually a parody. Thankfully, actually, it's not a parody. The more I look at this, the more I realize they're kind of being a little uh, a little realistic here it's called lumber sexual hunks try chainsaws oh, i want to watch this so, so bad course, and i can't because it, we're recording <laughs> i want to watch it right now 
Yeah. So uh, anyways, it's, it's uh, of course, lumbersexuals, which if you're not familiar with that, are people that try to look like me but are being rather ironic about it. And it's these uh, uh, three young guys who are going on about how the beard is probably the more important thing and wearing plaid, but yet they have never actually picked up a tool which could potentially make them real lumberjacks. And to make it even funnier, it's a, uh, a female chainsaw artist who's the one that teaches them how to handle their first chainsaws. So is it, is it real or is it satire? Um, I am on the side that it's real simply because I know people like this and it reminds me a lot of them, but it could be easily, uh, not quite the level of satire that we talked about in the last one with the artisanal firewood, mm-hmm. but it's getting there. Uh, I got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, it's only two minutes long. Matt, talk some more. <laughs> yeah, okay. we got to watch so this. So anyways, <laughs> then in the second part of <laughs> – okay. actually, that's the better thing that was on her Facebook page. There was also a lot of references to some boy bands that I feel are a detriment to society. Mm, you got <laughs> to get her head on straight, man. I know. This is what you have to look forward to, Mark. <clears throat> Oh, because God, the funny thing is, we don't, nobody knows this, and maybe she, I hope she's not really going to listen to this one, but as much as my daughter will put a lot of uh, boy band uh, stuff up on her Facebook post, post, post <laughs> what? You, know what, you know what her real passion is? And my son complains about this all the time. What's that? She, she loves Norwegian death metal. Oh, really? Right yes. on. I can, so, I can dig that. Yeah, Divas, so when, when she's coming home, I guess like as soon as she gets like, close to home she'll switch it to something more poppy but the whole entire ride home from school where she picks him up it's all death metal until she gets almost home nice all right so the next one here has to do with woodworking in america we actually haven't talked about it much this year we're very selfish when it comes to woodworking in america if we're not going we tend to forget to mention it <laughs> yeah, it's not happening to all people like, it's, it's like a black hole. If we're not there, it no exists. It, it kind of doesn't exist this year. Uh, but a lot of other people. Oh, Nicole said the baby just peed on her. Well, that's a first. Oh, awesome! Oh. All right, so uh, woodworking. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate that. <laughs> woodworking in America is happening September twenty fifth to twenty seventh, Kansas City, Missouri. This kind of was the year to go, as far as I was concerned, because woodworking, uh, barbecue city. And yes. we've actually got relatives in the area would have been the a awesome year to go. But unfortunately I'm not going. These two nerds with me here are also not going, but many, many people are. There are a lot of great meetups that you should look into. If you want to meet some of your uh, friendly YouTubers, podcasters, and uh, other folks out there. And in, in particular, we have the MWA meetup happening. And what is this spectators bistro uh, Thursday at 8 PM. So if you want to go talk about uh, Diami's Bosch slider and how it's the best saw in the world, <laughs> you could <laughs> do that. Or if you want to start woodworking in America off with a hangover, that's the place <laughs> that to be. That is the place to go. And if or you can't find it. Tom yells at you when actually he's being polite to you. Yeah, exactly. That's just how he talks. Uh, speaking of Tom, I was going to say, if you can't find the place, just listen for Tom's voice. It's got about a two block radius. It's, you know, I noticed the other day that uh, David Marks is making his first time appearance at Woodworking in America. And not I was like, first. why didn't you not say something about this? That's I could have put first. off the new job for at least another That's couple of weeks. That's not his first. It's not his first? It's not his first. I said that like four times now. Uh, no, yeah, but I don't go to the Pasadena you. one or whatever. Yeah, it was Pasadena, actually. Oh, well, that doesn't count because I wasn't there. So I was going to say, we weren't there. It was in California, so it doesn't matter. Um, you <laughs> know what's interesting? Why does Woodworking in America's background, the blurred out sepia tone background image, feature power tools? Well, you have to have that subliminal appeal. Well, I mean, not that they're anti-power tools, but don't you think a little more hand-tool focus when you think of what working in America? Am I getting that wrong these days? No, that's what I always Lately, think. it seems like they've made a pretty big push to, to kind of embrace both sides of it. So yeah. maybe that was the idea. I'm sure there's a marketing consultant somewhere there saying, you need to feature 
both. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Well, good stuff. Woodworking America. Wish I was there. Anyone yeah. who's going, I hope you have a good time. It's it's going to be a blast. It's always the same type of thing where I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could go. And then I'm like, I'm better off not going. And then, you know, you're like glued to social media while it's happening. Like, man. Yeah, you feel so you bad blood about pressure it. rises. You get angry. And yeah. this, you know what? The reason I didn't go, it, it actually came true. I was like, if I'm out of town and something goes wrong with Nicole's pregnancy, I will be miserable. Like, that's not an <laughs> option for me. So I didn't even bother planning it and look at what happened. Just like a, right. two weeks later. You are such a good planner. You have got some insight. <laughs> tell that to tell, the, tell that to the guy who's got no car seats and he's still building a guild project. <laughs> you don't have to tell people that part. We'll have the illusion. Uh, the running illusion myself, running myself down sick, and uh, yeah, I'm planning real well. You know, speaking of which, that's going to be a wood talk uh, giveaway in like a year, right? What <laughs> car what? seat? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can sign up to win a car seat. <laughs> I've got one. Actually, Mateo's is ready to go. You know, I uh, bet if you looked on YouTube, you can probably find somebody that's building one out of wood and pallets. Pallet wood, yeah. So pallet yeah. wood car seat. Probably you know, works, one probably last thing fine. about that, the whole thing with uh, uh, woodworking in America this year, mm-hmm. I don't feel so bad about the barbecue portion because while I was down at my barbecue place before they closed for the season, there was a whole entire family that showed up and said they had just come back from Kansas City and the barbecue at the place that we have around here, they said beats all the Kansas City stuff hands down and they were there on a barbecue tour. See, the problem is when you go to a city that's like known as a barbecue city, you could find a lot of places that just kind of escape by on the name and the fact phone it in on kansas city yeah yeah, exactly and they're not really trying very hard but the people at a state really want to do well and capture your attention and your taste buds you know we've got a couple places like that too all right let's move into our poll of the week from a good buddy tom iovino catch him at woodworking in america this coming weekend uh he does our polls and if you want to learn more about tom and read some of his stuff go to tomsworkbench.com And last week's poll was concerning tool organization and how organized you are. So just a quick rundown on that, uh, over 1,200 votes. Uh, 43% said, I've got them fairly well organized. 22% said, I'm pretty disorganized. 18% said that they are stacked in groups by utility. And 5% say, I'm a cataloging fool. And then a little bit more, 12, uh, 13% said, organized tools. What is this witchcraft? (laughs) <laughs> so it's still time to vote these polls never close down you can always go in there and cast your vote if you want to contribute and read what people are saying about it uh this week's poll a little bit of a uh sort of good timing for this the effect of kids on your woodworking should you have them and uh there's a couple different answers there you could read them if you go to the wood whisperer website and the poll was just posted so it's right there near the top and you could participate in that we'll read the results next week nice there's a, there's a nice picture of tom with one of his boys on there too man his kids are growing fast isn't that crazy? Uh, I, I remember early on in the forums, he had like babies and now yeah. these kids are driving and going to college. It's like, what? <laughs> what? We're getting old. Well, the nice thing is when they reach a certain age, they can go pick up your lumber for you. So you never have to leave the shop. Theoretically. I can't get my kid to do a damn thing. <laughs> It'll come with age. <laughs> Nothing I want him to do, at least. I was going <laughs> to say, would you really want him to go pick up your lumber right <laughs> yeah. now? I mean, Start practicing that reverse psychology. It's just a quarter, kid. Lift it up. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors here, FanDuel. FanDuel is the trusted leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. They're paying out over $75 million a week this season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team rack up the points. Entry fees start at just a dollar and anyone can play. Last year, a guy named Joe Watson put in 50 bucks and turned it into $30,000 in only two weeks of playing fantasy football on FanDuel. FanDuel. Join him and over 1 million others who have already won real money. 
Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone on the upper right-hand corner, use our code WOOD, W-O-O-D, and sign up today. But wait, there's more. Here's a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks. Offer good for the first 50 people that use the code WOOD. So don't delay and don't forget to use that code. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com to sign up today. Uh, moving into our kickback is where you guys give us a little bit of feedback on previous shows, stuff we said, corrections, all that good stuff. The first one here is from Jamie. He says, it sounds like oh, this is re- with reference to Dr. Nono's question about shellac that uh, VJ Velji answered for us. He says, it sounds like refrigeration is the best solution for storing shellac in the subtropics. However, if Mr. Nono or anyone else still wanted to use polyethylene glycol to extend the life of shellac, that chemical may be easier to come by than he realizes. Laxatives, such as Miralax, are 100% PEG. and includes what? Yeah, raw it, and includes no other ingredients. My wife, who happens to be a chemist, never and never listens to the show. Thanks for rubbing that in, Jamie. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, what's her problem? Wow. Jeez. All right. Uh, but she happened to pass by while I was listening and offered up this tidbit of information. Well, there you go. So not only it'll it'll keep your your shellac good, and it'll keep your uh, your tubes lubed. Nice. Mm, that was. I, I love it when something does double duty because I don't. Always double I duty. always love these people who pass by with helpful information. My wife never has anything helpful. She just makes fun of us when she, she just goes by. What jerks? A <laughs> holes. Yeah. Um, so that's putting it politely. Is double duty the name of the show today? Because it's kind of got to be now. <laughs> I think it should be. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> PEG does double duty. Double duty. All right. Well, hey, we have another kickback. This one came in from Bo, and Bo, Bo it says, refers to, Matt, a household HVAC system functions as a dehumidifier. And this is my, as he goes on to talk, well, let me just finish this. And if you can't figure out what this is referring to from the last episode, maybe you need to go back and listen to it. So Bo says, Matt, a household HVAC system functions as a dehumidifier, which is why there is a drain pipe to drain away moisture condensed by the unit. When you choose to decrease the use of your air conditioner, you created a much more unstable environment and left more moisture in the air, hence the swollen joints and sticky drawers. Run the AC and you should be back to normal with a little asterisk mark. And that asterisk mark was on to the fact that there is no normal in a region that has seasons. Heating and cool cooling will eliminate spikes in humidity but will not create a completely controlled environment. Now, you know, the comment about the drain pipe to drain away the moisture condensed by the unit – uh, sometimes when I'm recording a video in the summer, I often have to take small breaks because I'm usually standing right next to that drain pipe, and it always sounds like I'm the one having uh, issues. <laughs> a little incontinence <laughs> problem there, yeah. man. It's like one of those, don't mind me. You yeah. can't see anything from the waist down, but I am relieving myself. I just peed my pants. <laughs> nice. Good deal. Very nice. All right. This. Uh, let's see. Last week, we brought up a link about a new type of marine plank uh, called from a company called Vindia. Well, Bo also wrote in and said, guess what? It's no longer being manufactured. Well, there you go. Easy, so, easy come, just, easy go. Yeah, just ignore <laughs> right. that. <in> last show. <laughs> All right. You know, got to keep things um, up, updated here. And then I, I actually have some kickback for you people, the audience. You guys always write in and ask us questions. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. I am considering, strongly considering putting a computer in my shop mm. <clears throat> and, uh, I'm just terrified that I'm going to destroy it with the dust uh, in the air. And I have to believe somebody makes some sort of good dust solution, dust shroud, something like that. There, especially with CNCs and things in shops, there must be computers in shops. So I throw it to you, people, who has a good solution for uh, a computer? 
and lots of dust nice. and making sure it doesn't shut down because I don't want to drop a bunch of money on a computer and then have it blow up on me in a year. I'm going to give you one data point. One data is, point. Which is my own. I use nothing. Yeah. I, and you, the only I have to wonder I, if I'm being paranoid too. Well, you know? I mean, it's yeah. good. It's good practice. Obviously, electronics and dust don't mix. Uh, but what I usually do is it's in a cabinet, but it's a cabinet that has ventilation so the heat can escape. Um, it's not filtered ventilation or active ventilation. It's just, you know, there's there's a, a crack between the doors and you could even drill a couple holes in the back or whatever. Uh, it doesn't really have any overheating issues. I've never had a problem with any computer in my shop, uh, you know, poop in the bed just because of that. And I do occasionally blow off the dust. I keep one of the compressed air dealy cans in there and I give it just a little puff now and then make sure it's, uh, the internals are fairly dust free and I've never had a problem. That doesn't mean that you, you know, you won't have a problem, but I never have. Well, I have to feel, and I could be totally wrong here, but cameras, cameras are pretty sensitive to dust. Yeah. And I got lots of cameras in the shop all the time. In yeah. fact, they, they rarely even leave. Now I pop out the SD card and take that in the house. The camera stays there. So um, and, and I've been running on the same Canon for six years. Um, and other than dropping it on the concrete floor several times, um, <laughs> it has dings and dents from that. It still, you know, works like a charm. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm overthinking this, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to put a Mac in the shop and Macs aren't exactly cheap. So I got a Mac mini. You might be interested. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got an extra one. I'm just going to cut in here one last time to let you know about harrys.com. Shaving can be a pain. Ever wonder why I always have 5 o'clock shadow? It's because I get terrible razor burn anytime I shave with traditional razors. I'm also cheap and I hate spending lots of money on those expensive cartridges. Thankfully, Harry's is here to rescue me. Harry's offers blades that are about half the price of the other big branded blades and they ship for free right to your front door. Their blades are just better too. In fact, they own the company that makes their blades in Germany. Why pay 32 bucks for an eight pack of blades? It's half the price at Harry's and with Harry's, you'll get a better shave that respects your skin, face, legs, and your wallet. The starter set is an amazing deal. For 15 bucks, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. And with promo code WOODTALK, you can get $5 off for an amazing deal. Men, women, we all need razors that shave well and don't suck. I've used Harry's Blades myself, along with their shaving foam, and I have to tell you, it's one of the best shaves I've ever had. Quality blades shipped to your door. It also makes a great gift for the holidays, anniversaries, birthdays. In fact, I got a subscription for my stepdad, and he loves it. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in our coupon code WOODTALK on your first purchase. That's harrys.com, and enter the coupon code WOODTALK at checkout for $5 off, and start shaving better today. Uh, All right, no voicemail this week. Let's move into our email. And the first one here I have from Grant. He says, I just had an idea for a small keepsake jewelry box. I want the sides to be curved inward like a cove molding so the outside faces will be concave. Uh, Would it be possible to maybe, let me make sure I got that right because I think I read it the first time and read it the wrong way. He wants them curved inward like cove molding. Okay, I got it. Would it be possible to maybe steam bend them across their width uh, the way a board naturally would cup? Or would it be better to start with thicker stock and route the cove on the outside faces? I'm thinking the height of the box would be around four inches. Is there even a router bit to do this? The idea is just uh, conceptual at this point. Okay, Grant, I think what you want to look into is actually cutting coves on the table saw. Uh, I've got a video on this. I'm sure if you Google it, you will find tons of information on how to do this with a simple jig at the table saw that actually runs the workpiece 
at a slight diangle. Diangle. What diangle. is that word? You've been hanging out with we way too much, buddy. <laughs> I think it's the sinuses. They won't let go of the ends. Uh, <laughs> diagonal, and you're essentially creating that arc in the side of the workpiece. And you can uh, you can vary the angle. You could vary the height of the blade. These things will all affect whether it's sort of a you know a, a, a comp not I won't say a compound angle, but an angle that gets a little bit deeper toward the bottom versus the top. Or you can make it a fairly symmetrical curve. Uh, but bottom line is you could do this right at the table saw and it comes out pretty good, you know, so the surface that's left over will need a little bit of scraping and sanding, but I did this on, um, what was it? A chessboard box so that the bottom or the, the top of the chessboard is actually the playing surface. And then there's a little bit of storage area underneath. Um, well, the, the, the construction of that box was basically, you know, some thick material that I just hogged out using the table saw hogged out and created the coves on all four side pieces. And it worked great. You know, so that actually would be, in my opinion, the easiest way to get that job done. So again, go to go to my website, go to the Wood Whisperer, search for coves or coves on the table saw, and you'll see my method. And then do a little digging because there's a lot of other people who talk about this stuff too. Um, but I really think the table saw is going to be your easiest way to get that job done. You know, and speaking of the digging part, uh, I know another way, which the way you're describing is probably the way that I would absolutely do it, even though I haven't done it at this point, but it is actually on my list of things to get off my butt and do once. Uh, but I've seen other people talk about like kind of wasting away, kind of digging away almost, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, using like a, a stacked dado head cutter and then just like raising it and lowering as it gets towards the, raise it as it gets towards the center where you're going to have like the peak. Right. Of that that cove, and then of course the downside to that is obviously you're going to have a lot of material that you're going to have to kind of come in and clean up. Mm-hmm. So what you described is going to go a lot faster with probably far less cleanup. But for those who are really squeamish about that, that might be another option. In fact, I'm trying to think. I remember seeing like one of the websites, like one of the magazines or something, doing that one. Yeah. If I remember right, that's well, a, that's a way to do it. There yeah. is there are actually router bits, like box side router bits that will do this, but. I've always been a little skeptical because they remind me of that like multi-profile, like three pound router bit thing. Right. You know that, I mean, it's just a huge face. Um, And to me, they just seem so specialized that it would be one of those. I use that router bit for that one project and it never do it, never, ever get used again. So (laughs) just such a thing does exist, but I'm not sure that's the best way to, to go about it. Hmm. Somebody should start a service where they have router bits where you like, you're only going to use it once or twice and then you could like just rent it for the, for the project (laughs) and then send it. Oh, wait. On-demand router bits? On-demand you know router bits. And, and that just reminds me, I'm going back a little bit here, but that Caleb James video I talked about in, in What's New, um, the best part of that video was, you know, at the end of a YouTube video, it like flashes up, like, watch, watch this next? Yeah, yeah. And since it was a molding plane video, or um, yeah, it was creating a molding, the next one was router bit of the month. <laughs> Let's get one of those, Matt. Go ahead. And it was on <laughs> autoplay. And I, I had like watched it and I was doing something else. And then I was like, everybody, welcome back to Matt's Bakes and Workshop. It's router bit of the month. And like everything <laughs> like, you know, clipped and the speakers. <laughs> I, so. I would do that right now, but I probably would lose my voice and I wouldn't be answer, be able to answer the next question, which is coming <laughs> That's in. That's okay. Right I now. use compression. On the vocal tracks, you're fine. Well, I would have to use compression, too, in my pants to keep something <laughs> happening on the back end as I try to blow that out. Uh, hello. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to this next question. And it came in from Stanley. And he says, uh, I just bought a Ford Transit Connect. It's the contractor version, not the minivan version. I don't know if he was originally going to give you some advice, Mark, about how to get that family around. but <laughs> well, yeah, We are looking for a new car. so. Well, here you, maybe this, this will help you out to help <laughs> customize it. Excellent. So anyways – 
Stanley goes on to say, so the back cargo area is just rubber carpet and painted steel walls. Mark, again, this perfect. is perfect for you. Pad those walls and <laughs> give me right. built-in straight jackets. We'll be fine. Perfect. Yeah, you can let them just bounce all over the place. <laughs> you're going to put a little bouncy house in there. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, so he's a, it's, it's a panel van with no windows in the back. The two sliding doors and the back doors have a masonite-type material that covers the door mechanism. I think generally they would probably upholster this with vinyl, and I was thinking of actually veneering the panels, then finishing the walls and headliner in quarter-inch plywood with a complementary wood. I looked on Joe, the woodworker's site, and they have veneer laminated to a paper backing. With a paper backing, you can use contact cement to attach the veneer. Do you think contact cement would be the best adhesive to use in an interior auto environment? I'm thinking the heat and cold extremes of an auto is tough and the wood needs to be able to move. I've veneered anyth- I've never veered- veneered anything before. I've never talked before, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I have never veneered anything before, so I don't really know what else to ask. The paper backing seemed easier to work with, and I wouldn't have to flatten the veneer or cut the uh, cut off the split edges and match the edge cut- cuts. Ugh, oh, my Lord. So I have never done any major veneering like with what uh, uh, Stanley is talking about here. But I was thinking in this situation that actually uh, contact cement would be really good, too. So I figured, you know what? About a year or two years ago, the people over at Oakwood Veneer sent me some amazing paper-backed veneer to, to kind of play around with. And this is what I used when I made those uh, lampshades a little while ago. So I went ahead and I contacted them and said, what do you recommend? And would it be the contact cement? And they wrote back, thankfully, and they said, we agree that contact cement would actually be fine for this project. And they went on to say that they would also recommend using a 22-mil-backed veneer would probably be the best for this particular project. And as far as the plywood goes, they feel that MDF would probably be a much better choice. And then I'm going to go ahead and add uh, another thing saying that if you're going to use the contact cement inside that vehicle, make sure you air it out. That might be a good idea. <laughs> Don't do it while you're locked inside it. Right, exactly. Not while you're letting the kids jump around on the back on the bouncy house. Yeah, man, throw a lava lamp in there. You're good to go. Boom. I know. I'm like, we need a water bed. That thing would be awesome. I was trying to tell Sam about this. I'm like, we should get one of those and just go old school. <laughs> Paint a tiger on the side with a chick in a chain link bikini. <laughs> if this Ford Transit's rocking, <laughs> don't you know, The funny thing about it, Sam's going to kill me for this one, but when she was in high school, she actually had a conversion van with all the goodies on the inside. And I'm like, oh. How did that go for you? (laughs) Nice. All right, Shannon, you're up. Oh, fine. Uh, This comes to us from Martin. He says, when you have a drawer with half-blind dovetails where the front is made from a different wood species than the sides, cherry and poplar in his case, how would you stain and finish the drawer to obtain crisp-looking half-blind dovetails? I want to go darker with the drawer front and keep the drawer sides back and bottom light. I don't want to have the stain bleed on the sides. I'd also like to use shellac on the inside of the drawer to keep the smell to a minimum. But I would like to finish the piece with a wipe on varnish for durability. Any other suggestions? So um, I'm assuming he's he brings up stain in here, although he doesn't kind of overtly say. I guess he's looking to darken that cherry even more than his oil finish would do. So what we're dealing with here is he's going to rub some sort of pigment on there and he doesn't want it to darken the poplar of the dovetails. Well, the good news is, is he already wants to use shellac to keep the smell to a minimum inside the drawer. Shellac is a great sealer. So you can finish your back and bottom and inside of the drawer and the sides with shellac, but you just got to get a little bit more detailed. Um, get yourself a fine uh, like artist brush and actually paint the shellac onto the dovetails themselves 
um, stay within the lines. Um, so you're essentially sealing out that poplar. And then um, you, because you're going to stain the drawer front, you don't really need to stain the pins on the side because it's ingrain, right? It's going to darken up quite a bit when you put the oil on. So go ahead and tape off the sides of the drawer um, when you apply the dye or the stain or whatever it is you're doing and just apply that stain to the front of the drawer and possibly even the top of the drawer front. Um, but don't get it into that ingrain. The shellac is going to help seal off the poplar, but the tape is also going to help. Then you can go over the drawer front with your, your wipe-on varnish, and you should be able to hit the ingrain of the drawer front, the pins. It will darken up nicely, but it's not going to soak into the poplar, uh, or at least not as much because you've sealed it off with shellac. This is the same process as used like in federal style furniture where you've got like holly stringing and inlay and stuff like that. Um, you can actually just use a fine tipped artist brush to uh, seal off those things for any color that you may put over top of it. But I will also add that this is one of the reasons why I choose my wood species based upon the color I want it to look like <laughs> so that I don't have to mess with stuff like this. Yeah, the minute fun. you start adding yeah. pigment, things get hairy. So keep that in mind. You might maybe put the cherry out in the sun and let it darken up a little bit first and see if that's where you want to go. Uh, if you definitely want that kind of, what should we call that? The commercial furniture store cherry? Like the, the deep burgundy That sounds color. like the only reason to put a dye or stain on cherry. Yeah. Really? Yeah, if you're going for that color. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it. The, and of course, with all finishing things, the number one thing you should do Test piece. Pay someone else. Test piece, Whoa, test sorry. piece. So <laughs> go go practice your dovetails by cutting a test piece with some cherry and then paint on the shellac and see how it works for you um, and go from there. You know, as an alternative to depending on how picky you want to get about this color, because it is end grain peeking through on the sides, you may be able to get away with just, you know, putting that shellac on the entire side of the drawer. Just don't get any on the drawer yeah, front. That's a good point. <clears throat> it's all going to darken. It's not going to be that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it may not be that noticeable when you have your stained front and your shellacked and then varnished sides, uh, the final color of that end grain actually might be close enough to save you a whole lot of work. (laughs) Tape the drawer front so that you don't accidentally spill shellac over into the front because then that will stand out like neon when you try to put a stain on the front. Yeah. Yeah. that would be bad. All right. Hey, you know, speaking on a similar subject, you know how you'll see a lot of times people will only finish the like the the three quarters of an inch or half inch back the thickness of the drawer front just to get the finish on the front and then the end grain of the Mm -hmm. the front piece but they just kind of do that front to me when you have a a light colored drawer side like that i hate that look it it rubs (laughs) me the wrong way people grinds my gears So and note I, I, to self, when Mark needs to be uh, have his <laughs> anger fly a little bit or something, I now know how to get his goat. I was going to say, I think that steroid you're on for your cough is starting to come through. I'm already getting angry. <laughs> your your right. rage is coming out. Yeah. Well, you know well, what else gets me is when lines on paper aren't really parallel. I, I know. I know. I'm going to punch my dog right now. All right. I'm not actually going to do that. I'm going to punch Shannon's dog. All right. If you want to support the show. <laughs> Poor Kenny. Kenny. Well, you know, he's young and defenseless at this point, so <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he won't remember it. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be winded, so I won't be able to catch him anyway. 
Uh, all right. If you want to support this nonsense, you can just go to woodtalkshow.com, look over in the side column, and you'll see a few links for donations, and that'll certainly help us keep the show going. You could also pick up a Wood Talk t-shirt at twwstore.com. And while you're there, uh, well, not on TWW Store, go back to Wood Talk Show and look for the giveaway page and uh, sign up and get yourself a t-shirt. You got a chance to win every month. And uh, you can also leave us an iTunes review. Head into the iTunes program or app, whatever they're calling it these days. Look us up and uh, look for ratings and reviews. Click that five-star rating, just like Ziri something did, who says, Great podcast. Wood Talk was the very first podcast I discovered. It has continued to improve with time. Love the different points of view of Mark, Matt, and Shannon. Keep up the great work. You know, I think we will. We'll yeah. do. I mean, we we'll may as that. well. It's but just kinda... because you asked us to. That's At right. least for this episode. Meh. Yeah, we might well, go downhill. It's debatable. Me. Yeah. All right, Matt, how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here. All right. Hey, folks, do you have a comment, question, topic, suggestion? Maybe it's one of this to come up because well, you're sitting on the toilet because you accidentally used way too much Miralax instead of putting it in your uh, shellac. Whoops. There's several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our WoodTalk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's shows or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. And I, I need to remind people of this because I reminded folks at the beginning of the episode that uh, I don't just have my own website at matsbasementworkshop.com, but the other guys, they have websites too, in case you're not familiar with that. There's there's Shannon over at renaissancewoodworker.com, and we'll save the best for last. Well, actually, we're just going to go ahead and say it's Mark's. He's yeah. over at thewoodworker.com. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. See you later. Double duty. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.